Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Airing on OffTheHookSports.com. Your home for real news, real opinions, and what really matters about Tennessee athletics. The Off The Hook Podcast at OffTheHookSports.com or Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, or wherever you go for your favorite podcasts. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, iHeart. Like, share, follow, subscribe. Off The Hook with Dave Hooker starts now. Welcome. It is a Friday, so hope you have great fantastic awesome plans for the weekend we've got a huge show whenever you're listening we're going to talk some college football recruiting with the best in the biz in my opinion just like our advertisers i only endorse people that i think you should go to and that is ryan callahan of go balls 24 7 kind of a small recruiting weekend but getting wrapped up for a monster recruiting weekend two weekends from today but we're going to talk about who's going to be in town this week so stay tuned Chris Landry of LandryFootball.com will join us. That's a great website that I also endorse. And we're going to talk about the Jimmy Haslam. I wrote a column about how Tennessee does not need Jimmy Haslam around. And, guys, we talked about that a little bit yesterday. And, um, uh, Amanda, I think we all agreed, boom, as I move you, that I think we all agreed that um, ultimately – uh, Jimmy Haslam has has some uh, has a bit of a checkered past recently over the past decade or so. I don't think the boss need him around, so people can check that out at offthooksports.com. Yeah, absolutely. Um, wasn't he involved in that recent Miami uh, coach like suing the NFL and the Browns and, and somebody else? Wasn't he involved in that scandal? I'm pretty uh, sure I, he was. Yeah, I, I've listed three scandals and I forgot that one. <laughs> That's sorry. Well, no, that, that's not. I mean, that's not a good sign when you've got so many scandals that people forget about one of them. So, yeah, yeah. and of course, Ethan, the big news we had Ben Joyce on yesterday. You can hear that interview. Please go to YouTube and subscribe to get more great content about the Vols. But Ethan, I just thought Ben Joyce was super cool. I, t- I told people all day, and I've interviewed. You know, I'm old. I've interviewed a million people, but I, I was just talking to him and. It was just so cool. I was telling somebody about it yesterday. Here he is, 20, 21 years old, life in front of him. He's about to sign a multi-million dollar contract. And he was just, it was really cool for me having covered football, which you probably know by now is more of a bunker mentality. It was cool for me to see a guy that genuinely appreciated being covered. I thought that was really neat. Yeah, it was. And and like you said, it's it's easy for Ben Joyce and, and all these athletes right now to be happy, I'd say. Not just because of the way Tennessee baseball is doing, just because of how Tennessee athletics is doing. They, they live in a good environment. They live in a good university, getting good schooling, and, and they're beating up on other teams. And they have a legitimate chance to 
go and, and make some noise in the College World Series. So they have every reason to be happy. I, I went and covered a, a press conference the other day of Luke Lipsius and Jarella Ortega. They're exactly the same way. They love being covered. They love the publicity. They love not even the p- publicity for themselves. They love the publicity for Tennessee baseball, just that people care about watching them and, and people care about seeing the great things that they're doing this offseason and, and probably what they keep doing. Tennessee has played 11 more games than Notre Dame, which is something that baseball, if it continues to grow, the NCAA or SEC or whoever it is needs to take a look at because that that seems weird to me, Amanda. Can you imagine in football a team playing two more games, which would be like 20% somewhere in there? I mean, that just – that's all – that's goofy. But I think it might help Tennessee because they have depth and they've seen a lot of different scenarios. No, I completely agree. Um, if you can have, it's basically practice, but you're going against a surprise. So instead of going against the same guys that you go against every day in practice, you're going against somebody, um, another team that can give you a little bit of a different perspective on on the game that you're playing. I think that's a definitely a good thing for Tennessee. I, I wouldn't be, if I were Tennessee, I wouldn't, I wouldn't raise that, raise that uh, issue. Well, no, uh, I think it's good as long as they have depth. I mean, if we were talking about a team that didn't have depth even and they had a couple of injuries, then we're saying, why did they play 11 more games? Yeah, and I feel like that was a thing preseason that people were kind of iffy about whether this team would have depth. And they absolutely do, like you say. And in baseball, I guess, I'm looking for the word right now, endurance. That's the one. <laughs> endurance is is a virtue in, in baseball. you got to have it. And, and Tennessee has showed – most definitely that they have that skill and, and uh, I guess that, that talent to be able to really play with anyone. Jared Dickey and, and Christian Moore, like I said the other day, they were the ones that got it done against Campbell. They were um, – was it against Campbell? It was against Georgia Tech. But anyway, they were the ones that got it done when it mattered, and they're not even starters. So for that depth, for not even hitting depth, for pitching depth to be where it is, Tennessee's in good shape no matter how many games they've played. Here is Tony. Sorry. I also think that uh, it is football's a little more physically intensive than baseball is. I mean, that's sure. that's a big comparison. Oh no, 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 no! I completely agree. I mean, you could suffer one season-ending injury in football far more likely than in baseball. Here's Tony Batello, Tennessee manager, talking about playing eleven more games than Notre Dame, who they will face in the Super Regionals this weekend. You get to a certain point and you can say that your team is experienced or they had chances to prove themselves or learn from things. So, uh, again, I don't know what that watermark is, but you get into a competitive league like ours or theirs. You, you probably can check a box that you've, you've got a full season of body of work that can show this is how good of a team we are. Uh, and then also these are the things we do well and th- things that maybe we learn from. But I do think as you play more games, as we'll find out on Friday, both teams – there's going to be some things that pop up inevitably in this game of baseball. The beauty of it is you see things for the first time all the time. Yep, you do. So they've seen a lot of things, Ethan. I don't, I don't imagine a situation that um, – I don't imagine a situation in which they would – they haven't been in before. We shall see. Yeah, I guess that's going against what Vitello said. That was one of the more interesting quotes I heard at that conference yesterday, actually. The uh, 
that you see a lot of things for the first time. That's that's just so true. That's so true. If you watch the game of baseball, often stuff crazy stuff happens to Tennessee. Not just Tennessee, just everybody that plays college baseball the entire season. And I, I feel like that's a reason that it's it's kind of getting an uptick in viewers this season. I, I feel like people are really excited for that, and, and they see all the wacky stuff that's happening. I mean, for example, Oklahoma State and, and Arkansas, they had a game, I believe, the other day that went 29-15. to 15. They broke a record for runs in the Stillwater Regional. And so stuff like that that's keeping the game new and interesting, I, I feel like that's really driving the, the viewership of, of this game up. All right, let's get right to it. Let's get you caught up on the day. Something that stood out to me that I think is sometimes lost, and I, I've talked a lot about the feel-good story about this team, but it, Tennessee quietly, I don't think anybody went and covered it, but Tennessee's baseball team went and visited Children's Hospital the day before, the day before, guys, he they that they uh, ha- have the super regionals ongoing. It just is uh, pretty incredible to me the the feel good story that this team is, and it doesn't get covered like football. We used that used to be something that they would do in the off week, but and we would actually cover that. But it it doesn't get covered like it does in football because you know everybody has manpower issues. We all know that and. Ultimately, at the end of the day, guys, um, you know, media has to determine where they spend those man hours. So they don't cover that. But uh, Amanda, I, you know, is certainly seemed genuine. Um, I, I get the feeling that these players really wanted to be there holding babies. It was really cool. And, um, yeah, I, I have experience with Children's Hospital on a personal level. So that meant a lot to me. And you didn't get the feeling that they were there just because they had to. They were truly appreciated it. I bet it's also a little humbling for them to go in and, and see um, some things that are happening outside of, you know, baseball, outside of what they're dealing with right now. And I mean, I've, you know, gone on mission trips and stuff and, and going there, you're definitely humbled in a way because um, you get to see some, some real, real issues and real problems outside of, of your comfort zone, but it also gets them in a mindset away from the pressure, I think, of what they, what's coming, you know, this weekend. What about Notre Dame left fielder Ryan Cole saying, uh, quote, I couldn't tell you exactly what they see, talking about Tennessee, but if I were them, I'd be a little scared. I think we're a very dangerous team. I would not poke the bear. I would not I, poke the bear. I, I know. And if if I'm one of the pitchers for the Fighting Irish, I'm like, hey, Ryan, can we talk for just a second? Because really this game's going to come down to – because both teams have good pitching staffs. It's going to come down to Ethan who – uh, who hits the ball better. And that's more likely going to be Tennessee. And there's no reason to stoke the fire. You hit the nail on the head. Yeah, absolutely hit the nail on the head. Their pitching staff, they've got to be like, hey, man, th- this team is has been a buzzsaw this entire year. They've made constant, uh, I guess, examples out of people that say stuff that you just said, you know, to the press, to media. And it's never gone over well for people like that, ever. Uh, Alabama, when they beat Tennessee earlier in the season – and they really weren't even doing that much, but Tennessee made this big deal out of it. And then 
beat them nine to two and then 15 to four the next the next couple games they just they do not do well with people I guess the word is disrespecting I'm not even sure if, if that would be the word they're just so good and I feel like like you said poking the bear in that manner and, and knowing that that team is coming to town or you're facing that team it's just not a good idea it's usually not a net positive especially in a state on a stage as big as this where Tennessee is playing and where Tennessee has won 11 games in a row, I, I would keep quiet. And th- there's, there's two things you got to do against this Tennessee team. Keep quiet. Number one, the confidence is a good thing, you know, but that doesn't necessarily mean you have to say it out on, on, on the social media. And then the second thing is you got to score a lot of runs early and hang on for dear life <laughs> because Tennessee, they, that's their thing. They, they feed off being down. They feed off, other people's emotion, other people's energy. And and Notre Dame has to do their best, their absolute best to, I guess, quell that uh, going into the Super Regional. No, I think so. And as far as recruiting, we will visit with Ryan Callahan here momentarily. But uh, uh, we'll see what Carnell Tate does. That is obviously one that everybody is following. He's a five-star wide receiver um he is set to announce his decision but i was talking to ryan yesterday and the recruiting momentum is a game changer and talked to some other people as well and i'm going to be real frank with you it is undoubtedly undoubtedly about nil i'm not taking anything away from josh heupel i'm not taking anything away from what tennessee has to offer because i think they have a lot in terms of facilities and so on but the NIL has changed the game in recruiting and Tennessee has big time boosters. Tennessee has a market with businesses that will support it. And I think it's going to just continue uh, to help them. So we certainly shall see Uh, Stay tuned. coming up next. It'll be Ryan Callahan. He will join us. We're looking forward to that. I do want to remind you that we're brought to you in part by Owl's Nest Barbecue you have got to check out Owl's Nest Barbecue. Just uh, go to Owl's Nest Barbecue, and it is awesome. The uh, Everything you need. And the m- most beautiful grill that I've ever seen was posted yesterday. You have to have a truck to pull it. Owl'sNestBBQ.com. Barbecue, not just a food. It is a method. So more after this, as we will be joined by Ryan Callahan talking balls. Cruton. On Go Boss 24-7. Hi, Mike Davis here with City Heating and Air, reminding you to always dare to compare. Our team provides quality local heating and air service, installation, and maintenance across East Tennessee. We use only the best equipment like American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning for your residential, new construction, or commercial needs. Honesty, dependability, and customer satisfaction have been the cornerstones of our business since 1961. City Heat and Air. Dare to compare.
Do you want the owner more that owns every job? Then get the Vasti Lawn and Garden in Cleveland and get you a Toro. I'm David Vasti, here to talk to you about Toro. With a Toro Zero Turn, you'll get more out of every minute and you'll reach the finish line faster. At Vassy's, we like to say, no matter if you're mowing three acres a week or 11 lawns a day, homeowners and business owners alike find confidence in equipment they can trust from top to bottom. Vassy Lawn and Garden, Highway 60 North in Cleveland. Man alive, it's worth the drive. There you go. Uh, she is Amanda. I'm Dave Hooker. He is Ethan Stone, and Ethan Stone uh, will have coverage of the game tonight. We're looking forward to that. And um, uh, Tennessee Notre Dame. It is going to be ultimately decided, I believe, by Tennessee at the plate. Um, when you talk about a team, and I love small ball, Ethan. Don't get me wrong, but when you talk about a team scraps to generate runs. Yes, that means steals. That means being aggressive on the base pass. That means bunting. That means all that stuff. But ultimately, it means they don't have a lot of power at the plate. No, they don't. Uh, weirdly enough, the guy that, that made all those comments, Ryan Cole, he's one of their best hitters, uh, puts also a really good hitter for them. But outside of that, there's just not a lot of just raw power on this team. I believe there's two or three players that have hit more than 10 home runs on the season. Meanwhile, Tennessee's entire starting roster has more than 10 home runs on the season, just for a little bit of clarity there. And, and it's exactly what you said, uh, Notre Dame very scrappy. They, they try and get a few hits and then they steal second. Uh, they're really good at stealing bases. I think they're top percent percentile in the country at stealing bases and they try and get their runs like that. But uh, when it comes to a pitching staff like Tennessee, when you're going against guys like Blade Tidwell on Friday and then the SEC pitcher of the year and Chase Dollander on Saturday, you, you got to be able to hit a little better. Georgia Tech, one of the best hitting teams in the country and they couldn't even knock off Tennessee and they had a lot of good hits and a lot of, you know, good plays against it. But when it came down to it, beam and, and everybody else was, was just dealing and that ultimately outdid what Georgia tech was able to do. So Notre Dame, a peg down from that, I feel like they might be in trouble if they can't really figure out how to start raking the ball. Go to off the We certainly do appreciate it and follow us at OTH sports media. You can also subscribe on YouTube. We would greatly appreciate that. So um, subscriptions on YouTube are really, really awesome because if you can set your notifications on Twitter and YouTube, then you're going to get information uh, with, that's just really unparalleled and nothing like it in the market. You're going to get articles. You're going to get, I think, incredible insight with players. And it's nothing that I'm doing. It is them. We're able to interview current players now. I was never able to do that. That is a recent change. And the insight has been dramatic. And we are very, very proud to present that for you at uh, Off the Hook Sports. And then Chris Landry who will join us just a little bit later in uh, the show, will also join us on Chalk Talk. So we've got a lot. So please go to YouTube and go ahead and subscribe and click on notifications on Twitter so you know when we do stuff. Now, what happens, Amanda, if this team loses to Notre Dame? Um. Well, first, you make that Cole kid uh, extremely... The trash-talking kid from Notre Dame? Yeah, the trash-talking kid the, that uses the word facets when he trash-talks. 
um, you make him happy, but also you make the entire Tennessee fan base just feel like another kick. I mean, it feels like another kick. Football's given it to him. Basketball's given it to him. And it just feels like another disappointment for the Tennessee fan base. Yeah. I, I don't, I mean, we don't think that's going to happen. Do we? No, no, not at all. I don't see Notre Dame knocking them off. I don't see anybody knocking them off. They're way, way more dominant than any team I've seen in recent history. Yeah. Tennessee for the record is uh, a, a minus 285 to win the whole thing. So what that means is basically they're about a two and a half to one favorite or so. So um, to win this series, which is pretty strong, almost a three and a, a three to one favorite. So basically you bet a hundred dollars on Notre Dame, you get 285 back. So that tells you how big of an underdog the guys out there that build huge buildings and roller coasters inside of those buildings, <laughs> that tells you what they think, Ethan. Um, I, and typically, I side with Vegas if I'm just picking games. I don't pick against the spread. I'm horrible at that. But those guys seem to think that Tennessee is about a, if I do the math, 2.75 to 1 favorite. Who's second as of right now? Would that be Stanford, Oregon State? Oh, I wasn't even talking about the – college world series i was just talking about this weekend Ah, uh, okay got yeah i i i definitely take that then <laughs> absolutely I, I thought you were talking about the college world series and i was like that's pretty high there's still some pretty good teams no left. no no no. <laughs> but, so you, no 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 so you would would you you would bet a hundred dollars on tennessee um right now you would you bet a hundred dollars on on tennessee and you'd get back so Amanda's shaking her head. You wouldn't to bet beat on Notre Dame. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, uh, free money. I wouldn't. I wouldn't bet a hundred because that's the ROI on that is not great. So why would you bet a hundred dollars? Yeah. What are you bringing home? About forty bucks. Yeah, that's um, that's free money. Risky. Free money. Free money. He's got a. <laughs> Ethan's got a budding problem. Uh, I, I've. I, I've. <laughs> Weirdly enough, I've never bet a single bet on sports ever. I need, I I've never done it. <laughs> I don't That's know. Probably smart. That's probably, probably smart. So I have no idea. So, I can't I can't blame you on that. Some some keys to the uh, the series this weekend, as you see it, Ethan, when Tennessee hosts Notre Dame in the Super Regional. Don't forget how to pitch. <laughs> that would that would probably be a number one. I'm not saying they forgot how to pitch, but but Dollander and Beam they had kind of rough starts and on Saturday and Sunday, and so Tennessee needs them uh, just to, even if Notre Dame's not that great of a hitting team, they they got to be solid. They don't have to be you know lights out, but they have to do similar to what Tidwell did on Friday. And I think if they do that, it's it's a wrap because I don't think Notre Dame will be able to score more than two or three runs. They they don't do that a lot. I think they average around four. I, I I could be totally wrong. That's not substantiated in any way, but they do not average a lot. And I know for a fact in their last regional, they averaged three, three runs per game. And so if Tennessee's pitching can just show up and do similar to what they've done all season, they should be fine. And then second is, is just get somebody hot. Uh, Trey Lipscomb. It could be Jordan Beck. It could be 
fill in whoever you want. Drew Gilbert, there's nine dudes you could pick there that, that could realistically, you know, hit a couple long shots, and, and that should really do it. Score four runs, and I feel like Tennessee's going to win this game. Great place to watch the game tonight and over the weekend would be our friends at Big Orange Philly. Go to Big Orange Philly. Uh, man, and if you're listening to this on your lunch break, it is a great time to go ahead and order. You can get quality food, fast, hot, nice, or you can get something cold from the fridge. If you've got it all, and stay for the darts, billiards, and live entertainment. Is they've got karaoke too, which I'm just incredible at. I'm just gonna go ahead and tell you that right now. I'll blow it away in karaoke. Um, I pretty much do exclusively Ice Cube. Which I know is yeah, that's stunning for some. But I just I just roll with Q. You know, messed around and got a triple double. That's pretty much what I do. So I mean, no, I don't go Q. I've done karaoke one time in my life and I was so awful at it that my friends basically said that you you have to stop. So that is um that's not something we want. We're working to get Ryan Callahan on here. Have you ever done karaoke? Amanda. No, no. I sound like a dying cat. Like I cannot sing worth anything. It, Good. Whew, it's awful. Good. I'm glad to hear that. This next guy's an incredible singer. I've, I've been told Ryan Callahan joins us. Go Laws 24 seven. Ryan, we certainly appreciate the time. And um, I will say this. Um, just like I do with my advertisers, uh, I only endorse people that I believe in and, and that I think do a, a fantastic job and care about their customers, in this case, subscribers. And I think Ryan does that. So if you want the best recruiting coverage in the biz uh, when it comes to football, that's the place to go. So, Ryan, thank you for um, making the time. I certainly appreciate it. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Dave. Your favorite karaoke song is? Oh, man. That's a uh... gosh. See, have you big, done it? No, I'm not a big karaoke guy. Uh, <laughs> so, but the last time I did it uh, was with a group, of course, because you got to get other people to, you know, peer pressure, that kind of thing. Uh, and alcohol and alcohol. Yeah, that helps. That, that helps. So uh, I'd say don't stop believing. That's that's the, there's a crowd pleaser. Everybody knows it. So yeah. always a good choice. Nice. All right. Tennessee recruiting. NIL is a game changer. Let's be honest. I know. Recently, the Josh Heupel came out and said they don't have any contact with the Spire group. Maybe he doesn't. I don't care, but he probably does. But anyway, um, ultimately, whether or not he does, it is a game changer. It is. And uh, and, and look, it's like you said, it's one of those things that's going to go on behind the scenes in most cases. You're not going to know about it. I know that's frustrating for fans. You know that you want to you want to be able to know the reality of the situation and, and whether you know, hey, is, is this player looking into that? Does this player have a deal? You're just not going to know it, and especially now with the NCAA trying to crack down on it. It's just going to be one of those situations where you have to you have to understand that's a reality of recruiting. It's not there for everybody. Not every player is making a decision based on that, but there's no question it's been a game changer, and, and you know, Tennessee, other schools have certainly benefited from it so far. Other schools are trying to figure it out, and you know, once it levels out and everyone's kind of on a more level playing field, it will be interesting to see how how it shakes out. But it's definitely something that's, I think, here to stay. And it's, and it's already been a game changer so far. All right, buddy. Tell me about this weekend, kind of a small weekend. And give me kind of the 20,000-foot the view 
of what's happening over the next couple of weeks because I know there's a monster weekend about two weeks from now. There is. Uh, so, yeah, th- this weekend, not the biggest weekend, as you said, uh, you know, a few uh, few official visitors. Aiden Mizell is, is the, the highest ranked of the bunch, uh, a four-star wide receiver from Florida. Tennessee had in just a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Florida looks like the, the top team uh, to the, in the running for him right now. I think Tennessee is, is certainly on the short list of favorites, though. Um, Maybe may running second or third right now going into that visit, so we'll, we'll see where, where things stand coming out of that one. But Tennessee at least uh, made a good impression a couple weeks ago and has, has given itself a chance. Just, just maybe got a lot of work to do there with Florida. Uh, and then junior college wide receiver Malik Benson, uh, certainly one to keep an eye on this weekend. LSU, Alabama, Georgia also in there, so some heavy hitters. He's one of those rare junior college wide receivers. Uh, you know, I go back to to Cordero Patterson, not to not to maybe compare their exact skill sets, but he's he's that type of junior college receiver that uh, you know not always the top JUCO receiver is, is someone that Alabama and Georgia would want. Malik Benson is kind of that rare type that that has that sort of ability. So he's certainly uh, an important visitor this weekend. And then Jalen Smith, the linebacker from uh, from Grayson High School in Georgia, big time program down there, and and. Tennessee's gotten some players from there in the past. Wanya Morris, of course, uh, was from there. So uh, had some success there in the past, a school they'd like to continue to tap into. And, and Jalen Smith uh, is, is an example of what that school can do. Kind of sat behind some other linebackers a couple years ago who, who went on to play college football elsewhere, got his chance to play last year, and all he did was set the single-season school record in tackles uh, when he got his first chance to start. So he's sort of made a name for himself the past few months based on that film. Uh, but Tennessee's made him a priority for a while now, and Hosted him on one visit before, and now this official visit this weekend, uh, a big opportunity for them. So those are the those are the three guys to watch. A couple of weeks from now, as you said, that that weekend of June 24, Tennessee's in good shape with a lot of guys who are visiting that weekend. So I think you always want a, a visit as late as possible um, before a player commits. And in this case, you know June, it's kind of become you know what we what what we used to see as as January, December, you know those stretch run yeah. visits. Those happen in the summer now. Uh, so kind of jockeying for position in June is important. And so Tennessee getting the last visit before the start of the dead period that begins June 27 is a big deal. And so Tennessee is well positioned with some of these guys, gets the final visit this month with a lot of those guys. That's why you see so many visitors that weekend. And the hope is that a lot of those guys will end up making decisions in July. Um, so July has kind of become commitment month after everybody spends the month of June on the road. So I think Tennessee is set up well to have a good month of, uh, of July if things continue to fall their way, but they've got to close the deal with some of those guys who will be visiting, especially that weekend, Francis Mauingoa, the five-star offensive lineman from IMG Academy in Florida, uh, among the big names expected to be in that weekend. Uh, some top targets like Christian Conyer, cornerback from Bowling Green, Kentucky. So uh, a lot of important guys will be in that weekend and Tennessee is already positioned pretty well to, to be able to, to maybe have a, a pretty big summer if that week goes well. I saw where Tennessee picked up a commitment. You cover recruiting better than anybody from shortstop Maui Ahuna out of Kansas. What can you tell us about him? Sorry. Is that the the best curveball ever? I asked you about a baseball player from Kansas. Hey, you know, I've heard the name, obviously. You know, that's that's pretty good. But uh, (laughs) – That's the that's the thing though. I mean, baseball interest has picked up so much. I mean, we used to not be able to to really justify covering every every single home game at Tennessee, and now the interest is so high, and we're we're thankful for it because we we're mostly baseball guys on the Go Balls twenty four seven staff. But uh, 
yeah, we're, we've got a lot more interest in it now. So people are, they're tracking transfer commitments and things like that. So, so yeah, Tennessee baseball, it's a, it's a big enough deal. I, I can't tell you a lot about his skill set, but I can tell you he's, he's widely regarded as a, as a possible early round draft pick in the, in the major leagues. So certainly a, a big pickup there for Tennessee, but uh, yeah, I see what you're doing, Dave. You always like to throw yeah. in curveballs. <laughs> Gracious, but Ryan actually knew something about him, which was so just a little. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, all right. Last thing, I'll let you out of here. Th- give me three guys that uh, are the most coveted on Tennessee's board. That if they could snap their finger, they are committed. They are signed. It's done. Yeah, I think you got to start with Carnell Tate, the five-star wide receiver from IMG Academy in Florida, teammate of, of Francis Mowingo. We mentioned him. Uh, I think those two, those two guys right there, even being at the same school, uh, coincidentally, they're they're among the highest rated guys Tennessee has a shot at. They're they're among the top priorities, and, and Tennessee would love to have them. Uh, need some offensive line help, obviously, to to protect Nico Iamaliava at quarterback in this class. Needs a big time target at wide receiver. Those are two guys he's actively involved in recruiting. So I, I would definitely start at, at those two uh, with those two guys in Tennessee. Is probably as well positioned as anybody with both of those guys at this point. Uh, I think they're probably the, the slight favorite for Carnell Tate over Ohio State, but that's still a battle here down the stretch as he gets ready to announce a decision this month. And, and then Mauingoa, Tennessee, really impressed him on that first visit. We'll, we'll see uh, how that official visit goes later this month. But he's visiting Alabama, some other big programs uh, over the next couple of weeks, and, and Tennessee's got a real shot there. On, on the defensive side, I could pick any number of guys. I'll go with uh, Sean Davian Bradley, the edge rusher from the Kansas City area. Tennessee uh, really impressed him on his first visit a couple weeks ago. He's another guy who will probably be back on campus at some time this summer. No official visits uh, to Knoxville scheduled yet. Uh, but if they could pair him with Caleb Herring at edge rusher in this class, what you could potentially do rebuilding that spot on Tennessee's depth chart with Josh Josephs, James Pierce, Caleb Herring, and potentially Sean Davian Bradley in two classes at edge rusher. Um, it's all about getting to the quarterback these days, as you know, Dave. So if they could really uh, improve that position that quickly with some highly ranked guys, that, that would make a big difference in this defense uh, that obviously struggled to make stops at times last year. Buddy, I'm going to get you out of here. Tell us how we follow your fantastic work. Yeah, GoVols247.com. Uh, it's actually a great time to sign up right now. We've got a special 60% off uh, of your first year as an annual subscriber. Uh, $1 for the first month. And uh, yeah, tons of great coverage on recruiting this month. Uh, baseball, uh, off-season football and basketball news, plenty happening. So uh, go check out all that all that good stuff at GoVols247.com. The guy has three kids, five and under, and he's throwing Ben Joyce heat in recruiting. He is <laughs> killing it. Uh, I don't know how you get any sleep. Ryan, I appreciate it, buddy. Thanks a lot, Dave. Ryan Callahan joining us. And we go right to Chris Landry. We're back-to-back, LandryFootball.com. And this guy, I mean, we're, we're flying through guests, Chris. Chris is a buddy of mine, and you can hear Chalk Talk. Uh, you, I would love for you to subscribe to our YouTube channel. I would love for you to set on those notifications because Chalk Talk is one of my favorite parts about what we do at Off the Hook Sports because I learn more about football. So if, if you like getting behind the scenes and the X's and O's, LandryFootball.com is the place to go. Chris, how are you, sir? I'm doing good. Good morning, uh, guys. Uh, how you guys doing today? I'm ready to take a nap after this week. <laughs> well, you got, I'm not going to lie to you. You can go ahead and take a nap now. You've got uh, two able folks that can take it over. Absolutely. I bet, I bet it's been a, 
I know it's been a hectic couple of weeks for you guys. So keep up the great work. It's a, it's a great thing you're doing for uh, Tennessee fans. I, I think uh, fans will get to realize uh, what a great uh, opportunity this is. Now there are a lot of talk shows, but uh, nobody better than Dave Hooker. And uh, you guys are going to do a great job to take and navigating everybody through the Tennessee athletic landscape and beyond. That's uh, very, 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 very kind words. All right. So we want to talk about this Jimmy Haslam thing. <clears throat> and I want to get Amanda's take because she has a, a strong perspective on the Deshaun Watson thing. But I wrote a column this morning that Tennessee does not need Jimmy Haslam around their athletic department. Still take the checks. I don't think anybody's earned <laughs> money. I, I, <clears throat> and I, I wrote that in my column, and my wife said, that sounds a little catty. So I ended up cutting it. I might put it back in. But anyway, um, Chris, it he just – whether it's pilot oil, whether it's Deshaun Watson, whether – whatever. I mean, we could go on and on. He was, I think, a part of the whole Shiano debacle. It is – it just seems like bad things follow him around. Yeah, and the amazing thing is, um, you know, people think great businessmen um, do great things. And if you look at guys like Dan Snyder and Jimmy Haslam, great businessmen, done a great job. I know uh, Pilot filing, uh, Flying Jays had, had problems as well, but they make tons of money. The, the thing that people may not remember or realize is Jim Haslam was a minority owner of the Pittsburgh Steelers. There's not a better ownership group than the Rooney family. So if you had a, you know, a seat to sit and watch how to do it, I would have thought, you know, from an ownership standpoint, what a great, you know, this guy has all the makings to be a great owner. He has been an unmitigated disaster. I mean, he hasn't done anything well. And, I mean, the only thing he does is, you know, he reacts and he makes one bad decision, and I guess he feels the need, and rightly so, I guess, to try again and try again. Everything he touches, you know, goes the opposite of gold. I mean, it's like everything that that he should have learned from the Steelers, it's the complete opposite. I don't – I mean, you can't – you know, even a blind squirrel will find a nut every now and then. This poor guy hadn't done anything well, and they've actually got a pretty good roster with a pretty good current head coach in GM. And, you know, they've blown decisions on quarterbacks for years and years, and so they panicked, and they – it just – you know, it's just – it's – look, I have been around – I, it makes me appreciate Bud Adams, who was not a good owner who I work for, but he stayed out of the way and, you know, except coming in half, you know, loaded in the draft room on draft day. Other than that, he never bothered you. But Jim Haslam is just – I just – you know, it, it's, I'm, it makes me glad I'm a consultant and no longer working for an owner like that. Cause I would pull my hair out one by one until I was completely bald. If I had to deal with a guy like that. Yes, that wouldn't be any fun. Uh, not to get sidetracked. Cause I want to stick on this Haslam thing for a, a little bit longer, but uh, Amanda had a pretty strong take on the Deshaun Watson thing. And uh, Amanda, sh- share that with Chris. I-, I think it carries quite a bit of weight coming from a female perspective as well. 
Yeah. Um, so with the Deshaun Watson thing, the thing that, that really sticks out to me is, is that we've had grand jury choose not to indict, um, which I think says a lot. I, I'm not saying his behavior is morally right. I think it's unsavory. I think it's corrupt. I, I do not agree with it 100%. But if it happened, because at the moment we have, I understand there's 24 women that have come out against him. Kind of 66. Have, no, there's 60. He had 66 right. massages. Right. I'm sorry. But if you, if you do the math, that's what 42 women who haven't. Um, but what I'm saying is in, in our country, in our judicial, judicial system, it's always innocent until proven guilty. And now I feel like in our media world, it is guilty until proven innocent, just like with the A.J. Johnson thing. Um, he was ostracized from Tennessee just because somebody said, hey, this happened. And in actuality, it didn't happen. I'm not saying this is the same thing, but I'm, I'm just using it as a point to say, if when is it okay to be guilty until proven innocent now? Yeah, I don't, I don't think it is, Amanda. And, and uh, I think that it, it is an unfortunate part of society today. We are, we have in the information age, Everybody knows something or think they know something. And there it is. It's done. Well, it's, and then you go so far and then you know this, it's something's repeated. And then it, if you repeat it a hundred times, you could say today's Christmas, let's go up and, and have uh, eggnog and open presents. If you repeated it a hundred times, everyone would begin to believe it. It's just kind of the way it is. I think it is the difficult part of this. Cause I don't know what happened. I don't, I, I don't know what happened. And okay. So, I mean, you look at it and you hear experts who are deal with this stuff on a regular basis, sexual assault. They say, well, are those 40 or so that didn't, are, are they afraid because they don't want to be shamed? And because if they come out and say that, well, then you, you, you were wrong. You, you, you should have known better, you know, so you got that. Or, you know, are, are these 24 that have accused him, are they, you know, one or two? And then, you know, a lawyer got, hey, once you all come together and they're all saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we don't know. We don't know the truth. That's unfortunate. And we don't know this. Let me just say this. And here's the only thing I'll say, because I can only I'm not an expert on on obviously domestic violence and issues. And let me just tell you a little bit about how the NFL works with massage therapists, because that is a it's a new thing. When I say new, it's 25 years new to me. Um, NFL teams either employ a massage therapist or like a group where there's four or five because one person can't do it all. Or they, you know, sublet it to where they may use a company. So if you're living in a city and you're in Cleveland, you know, you'll, you'll have a group of people. And then as athletes make a lot of money, they live in Atlanta, whatever, they obviously are going to use massage therapists in that area. I'm just going to say this. I have never heard in the 25, 30 years that massage therapy has been a part of it. I've never heard anybody using 
60. <laughs> massage therapist. Okay. You're using 60 massage therapists. That's one of two things. You're looking for something for other than a massage. Or this is even worse. You can't get a massage therapist that wants to work with you twice. And that's, you know, so you're having to, something just, it doesn't sit right with me. It just doesn't. Now, that's not, I know this, I know, I just, it just doesn't happen. I mean, it just, I mean, we had, we had, um, we had a massage therapist in Houston and, and, and it's, again, it's a group and they, you know, they, it just, it's, it's unusual. It's really unusual. Something that alarm bell, if it's true, if it is true that he's had 66 massage therapists, there is something that is alarming about that. Cause that means that again, he can't get someone to work on him twice or, He's just, you know, just something doesn't add. I'll, I'll stop there. That, that's good. Uh, this whole conversation makes me feel icky. So it, it I'm really does. It, it makes me feel icky too. Yeah, I'm gonna move on. Um, this is Chris is. Uh, we're gonna talk Tennessee football for a second. Chris's appearance brought to you in part by Steve Ray's Midnight Oil Service and Tire Direct in Ottawa, Tennessee's first choice in tires, auto repair, and regular vehicle maintenance, such as oil changes, wheel alignments, and brake repair. Always keeping customer service and safety in mind. Expect the highest quality and treats, tire repair, and auto repair from Steve Ray's Midnight Oil. Uh, Midnight Oil Service and Tire Direct. It's awesome. Michelin is uh, the tires I go with. Chris, you and I were talking, and the next step for Tennessee is quite simply three words, four-minute drill. Can you yeah. explain, explain what that means for those that might not be familiar with that term? Well, um, you know, Tennessee's offense is very explosive, as everyone knows, and it's the – fastest paced offense in the country really since Josh's central Florida days. And and that mean by that is between a snap, the amount of time to the next snap is the quickest. And that's part of what they do. They will basically try to get the snap off before defenses can make any adjustments, any alignment changes to get them off course. And, and that's a, that's a strategy of what they do now it helps the offense a great deal. It's a big part of, I mean, you got a lot more chances with the ball. It's like in basketball, you know, if you get 20 more shots a game and remember Loyola, I don't know. I don't know if Amanda and Ethan are young enough to remember, remember Loyola Marymount, but uh, Dave, I know you remember they, that that was, you know, Paul West. Okay. You guys remember, I didn't know. Um, And they they just said, the heck with David, just, just shoot it 20 more times. And we're, that's kind of the concept. Now, the negative to that is your defense has less adjustment time on the sidelines between the end of your offensive series and when they got to go back out again. And they have less heel time, meaning they just don't get enough, you know, rest in between. And therefore, it's almost like, you know, being on skates defensively by the end of the fourth quarter. Look, it's common sense that if you're playing defense for 65 snaps a game, versus 90, they got more chances to score against you. You're going to give up more yards. You're going to give up more points. So defensively, the goal is, you know, we got to get 
third down stops and create turnovers to get extra possessions to our offense. And one of the things I've always said, you can build a really good team, as Josh is, with this type of offense. But to be a championship level, which is something that I think is we'll see down the road if they can get there, but to be a championship level, you have to do something to help to complement your whole team and to complement your defense by, all right, when you get a lead and you've got a 35 to 13 lead and it's in the, you know, late in the game, the ability to be able to not, not put, put down the throttle. I'm not saying don't try to score. I'm saying huddle. You, we call it eat clock, you know, get, you know, because they're not going to beat you. Unless you go really quick, you turn it over, they score quickly, and all of a sudden it's 35-28, and you got four minutes left, and you just got a game on your hand that was never should have been the case. So that's kind of what I'm saying. Now, I am not in any way criticizing what they've done to this point because they have created more excitement in Knoxville that, and I heard you guys talking baseball earlier to that, and baseball is just in, you know, basketball with what Rick has done, and it's – Everything when you can't win games and you're struggling against, you know, weak teams and you're winning games or going to bowl games, that's great. One thing I know about the, at least the old guard Tennessee fan is they love their defense. And the, the ones that will talk about well, Coach Neal in it, well, it's a different world. But you better play better defense. And in order to play better defense, it's more than just better players, better scheme, better coaching. But I think you have to play complementary ball. And that's something that I'm curious to see how Josh suggests to. I've used this analogy with Dave, with Dave in the past. You don't want to be, or, or maybe you do. I don't know. I mean, that, let the Tennessee fans decide what they want. Where I see the ceiling with this style, without any adjustments, is what Oklahoma has been under Lincoln Riley in the Big 12. Good enough to win the Big 12 but really not functional in the playoffs. I know they played Georgia well in the Rose Bowl one year. So, but if Oklahoma, that style was in the SEC, and I know they're going to be in 225, uh, 2025 or sooner, they would not have made it out of the SEC. So that that is the key is you've gotten, I think, better and better. Now how can you adjust it, complement it, or is this something you're going to have to live with as a Tennessee fan and is this just Josh's philosophy that and a lot of these guys are sticklers for not changing. The one thing that probably makes Nick Saban the, the greatest ever is his ability to adjust. He hates this type of offense. He hates the type of offense that he runs, but he does it because it benefits the rules. And I think playing complimentary ball, that's what I call it, is what I think the next step is for Tennessee. And not so much this year, but I'm talking two, three years down the road when they get to where – that can quote unquote challenge maybe potentially for the SEC title. So I know in 2014, that whole Nick Saban 10 second role was a, uh, was a big controversy, but I feel like maybe he was a little uh, correct in that. I know he's adjusted since. Um, and obviously so, and I know in the end of 2018, we played, I say we, Alabama played Oklahoma Really, I got an Alabama. I got an Alabama fan. On oh, I didn't know. I didn't see. I'm learning yeah. something new. I didn't yeah. know. Yeah. So that is stuff. that's really good. That's just yeah. oh, Alabama. Yeah. Hey, Amanda, you, check, you, this is going to be fun yeah. for you. I know. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it is. Check, check, check the business model. Okay, sorry. Go ahead, Amanda. 
Um, but I know that, you know, in 2018, Oklahoma played Alabama very closely. We, we barely skated out of that mm-hmm. um, in the first round of the playoffs. But do you think that Nick Saban, and he's, he said he didn't say it, some say he did. I mean, it's back and forth. But do you think the Nick Saban 10-second rule would have been a good one to uh, the NCAA, the NCAA to, to have? I think it would. I think it's uh, it. They didn't want to do it because it adds more complications to the officials on the field. The the thing, the biggest problem I see is <laughs> blocking in college. The downfield blocking. See on the run pass option, the RPO. You can't block downfield. <laughs> you know, unless if it's if it's a pass. It's not a run or a pass. It's an RPO. It could be a run. It could be a pass. They call it in the NFL. They don't call it in college. And so that's the reason why, well, if you're not going to call it, you know, run it. I mean, that's your, as a coach, take advantage of that. And so I think if they just were better at that, then I think it would slow it down because then you'd have a penalty, you'd stop it, and you would you would prevent some of that. But I do think, look, I, I think that giving the defense time to adjust is the right thing to do. I don't think football is um, is meant to be a continual game. And here's the thing. What is everything in football, NFL, college, what is the biggest thing you hear? Safety. Safety. Well, we all know it's not about safety. It's about litigation. They don't want to be sued by – they want to be known that we're doing everything to make the game safer. Gone the 90 plays and continue is is the least safe thing you can do outside of special teams, the kicks. Um, so I I would like to see – I just think the, you know, the genie's out of the bottle. People like this. They love it. And I just think the excitement of the game uh, – I think there are a few things that we, we won't say, but I get too long-winded. But I think the – you know, stop the clock after first down. That 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 those are those are all those are things that are that make some college games four and a half hours long. That is probably not good for it. But I do think something in terms of allowing the defense. I think if you make an adjustment on offense, the officials got to stand over the ball and say you got to allow that change. And that that I think you can do that without the ten second. But if you want to do it, I think in some way that has to be a, a addressed. Chris, what's on the site now? What did people get by subscribing? I'm going to answer the question, the latter, a lot. Well, we got, yeah, we, we work in a lot, both NFL and college, beginning a lot of the previews uh, in the NFL right now. We're working on all the different uh, uh, you know, running back units in the league, quarterback units, rece- you know, the receiver rooms, as we call them. And we're doing a lot of that in college as well. Uh, notebooks every day, kind of keeping everybody up to date on what's going on. You guys know it. You're talking about it every day. It's you still got transfer stuff, recruiting, as you guys were talking about. We got that every day because this is now the busiest time. When I was a recruiting coordinator in college, this was camp time. We didn't. May was a big recruiting. We didn't. We didn't offer all these kids early. Now it's huge. Camps are about evaluation. So how are guys doing there? Because obviously with December, not far down the road, uh, this is a huge time to get guys as Tennessee's got a big weekend and they've had a, a few this past week. So we're, we're covering all of that over at LandryFootball.com. Check it out. Follow me on Twitter at LandryFootball. 
Can I steal one more segment or one more question? Sure, absolutely. Carnell Tate, thoughts? Well, I think he's a really talented guy. I think he's very athletic, um, and I think he's got a lot of potential. I think he's got uh, he's a really um, guy that, to me, bends well, moves well, and has got a lot of good movement skills that uh, really kind of excite me. I'm curious to see how he develops his technique a little better, though. Chris, have a fantastic weekend. Go Celtics. I've got my, I wore my yeah. shorts. You're a Celtics fan. Uh, yeah. I, I, I picked them in six from the get. I just think people underestimated their defense. So I'm just saying that. So I think of you every time I put my Celtics short on, <laughs> I like shorts on. I'm like, at least I have one other friend other than my son that likes the Celtics. So yeah. <laughs> enjoy the weekend football season is year round i don't know how you do it but the amount of content is incredible we, we really appreciate the time oh thanks for having me good to good to meet you e- e- ethan's been silent see i miss Ethan. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk next time Ethan. <laughs> sounds good, good to me good to, good to meet you guys keep up the great work and we'll talk to you uh next time yeah thanks chris yeah Bye. we're still we're still working out communications issues a little bit ethan i'm sorry if i left you out of that no um, we're fine Oh, you yeah, guys are cooking. That's good. Yeah. So you, um, so who are you guys rooting for in the finals? Do you have a preference? Celtics. Okay. Thank you. Are you a Celtics fan? I'm not. A, I'm a Jazz fan. And oh, that's a I'm miserable never. experience. So, <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I'm going. I, I, I don't hate the Warriors. I actually kind of like Steph and Clay Warriors. I just think they've had their shine. I think it'd be cool for Tatum, Brown, all those guys to get one. So. Well, I know the sideline reporter for the Utah Jazz. She used to cover college football recruiting, so we could have her on if we wanted to bore our entire audience. Sarah Todd, or there's a uh, no, she's TV. Kristen Kenny. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, she's TV. So, and Amanda told me I couldn't have any uh, any more pretty women on the. <laughs> Uh, the show she said i'm the only good-looking female that'll be on the show she told me that yesterday i was like uh, amanda i think you're being too sensitive and defensive oh no i did not okay, i absolutely maybe did not maybe not vols automotive they've got cars man they are so awesome i w- went into their dealership there on callahan and they do have cars they've got selection and not everybody has that honest good people they can do financing but just check them out uh files automotive it is, gary does a fantastic job and uh, again like i said i had trouble finding a parking spot ethan you have been looking for a car it's not real easy right now They're, the prices are are high and ultimately um to be treated fairly, to be able to find the car you want is not an easy challenge, but people can do that at Viles Automotive Group. How's your car search going? It's struggling. I was just about to say, I got to go check Viles out because I've, I've yeah. been looking for a <laughs> decent while and I, I can't find anything. All the ones I do find, they, they won't send me the service records or anything like that. And I refuse to buy a car with, with it especially right now with it being expensive and gas and all that. I refuse to buy a car without knowing if it's been in a wreck, you know, and no one will tell me that. So Falls automotive. I'll take care of you, buddy. I meant to uh, reach out to him already. So we'll take care of that. And all right, guys, Um, it's time for our uh, big time picks for the weekend. I'm not just going to say, I'm not just going to ask you if Tennessee wins. 
I'm going to ask you uh, how many games. And you can pick Notre Dame if you want. Um, that would be quite the upset. And uh, so, Ethan, I want to start with you. And, Amanda, if you don't mind, will you go get your dog? Yeah? Why? Yeah, go get your dog. Dog's oh, making an appearance. Okay. Ethan, who okay. are you picking? In, yeah, uh, Amanda will be back. Uh, Ethan, who are you picking and how many games? I'm picking Tennessee in two games. I, I don't think that Vitello said he only named two starters and he, he wouldn't do this because he's too humble for it. But I, I feel like he did that for a reason. <laughs> you, you gotta, you, you gotta think Tennessee's going to take care of business. I'm not saying Vitello said it because of that, but I, I mean, you got to read between the lines here. Tennessee's the better team. They're the hotter team right now. And, and Notre Dame, to be honest with you, is just a little bit outmatched. Amanda, your dog's name is? Ava. Ava, uh, Amanda's pick is brought to you by Craft Treats, and they take care of your pet. They certainly do. They've got full-spectrum CBD treats. I mean, that dog looks like he may have may have a little doggy bong. But <laughs> she, <laughs> he looks super she. chill. She, whatever. Uh, but <laughs> all, do- all dogs are he's, all cats are she's. But um, do you uh, – that dog seems pretty chill, but uh, it's probably because he just had a chill pill. I don't know. But they've got the full-spectrum CBD treats. Go to crafttreats.com, brand-new website rolling out. They can help your loved one with anxiety, or with storms, which we had. They can also help with uh, older dogs that maybe have some arthritis issues. That's Craft Treats. Go to crafttreats.com and you can order that anywhere. All right, Amanda, your pick brought to you by Craft Treats is Tennessee, Notre Dame. How many games? Honestly, it's Tennessee and two. If I could say it was Tennessee and one and a half, I would pick Tennessee and one and a half. I wish I could say it's Tennessee and one because I could use some yeah. time off. But um, I'll take Tennessee and two with a quiet little prayer said. All right, everyone, have a great day, and we certainly appreciate you tuning in. We'll be here each weekday. Go to offthehooksports.com, and you can also go to YouTube to find our videos that have former players Chris Landry and this daily show, Off the Hook Sports. So we want you to go to YouTube and subscribe. We want you to set your notifications on because – I believe with Ethan and Amanda, the content we're providing is something you'll enjoy. If I'm wrong, then just send me a DM and say you're an idiot. Uh, But again, check us out. I'm going to take Tennessee in two, and I don't think either game's going to be close. And I think trash talking does affect games at times. And I think once it starts, it's over. But I do think you get a little bit more dialed in. So I think the chances, you know, you you had the uh, outfielder for Notre Dame say that Tennessee should be scared. I, I think that has an effect. I've often said that. Now, when it starts, it doesn't. But you're not going to sleepwalk into the first game. Probably wouldn't anyway because it's the postseason. But I just think that stokes the fire. I was going to pick them in two. But when I saw that quote, I was like, I'm taking it a step further. Um, so you can check that out. Ethan's going to have it up on offthehooksports.com. So have a fantastic day, everyone. We will talk to you on Monday. This has been a presentation of Off the Hook Sports.